Goods and Milks. I'm your host, Amanda. And I'm Ella. And you're entering the sovereign country of Scully Nation, where the flashlights are flickery and the blazers, why they're boxy. Well, like boxes? Yep. Okay. Made that joke before. You know what else comes in boxes? What's that? DVD box sets. Ooh. Um, like the one we're using to mm-hmm. rewatch The X Files. Oh. Which is what this podcast is about. Okay. Nice uh, segue. Yeah, thank you. And it's uh, my first time ever watching The X-Files. So this is a big moment. This particular episode? No, just the whole podcast. (laughs) Okay, okay. Yeah. Uh, It's a big moment then. Yeah, it's a big moment. Okay. And it's also a lie because I guess I technically have seen episodes, but you know. Yeah. Um, Well, this is my fourth time watching The X-Files, so it's a small moment's. Okay. For me, I guess. Yeah. It's Except relevant. it's not because it's, I guess it's still a big moment because I like the show. Yeah, that's beautiful. So. <laughs> all, right. all right. Cool. And this, my favorite episode of all. It, is it? No. It's, okay. I mean, it's fine. It's I wouldn't say it's my uh, favorite episode ever, though. It happened and yeah. I watched it mm-hmm. and it was fine. Yeah. Not to spoil our. Some great moments. Well. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Not sure that they got the tone they were going for. I don't for. know that they were. They meant to be. They got so a tone that I enjoyed, but perhaps not the tone that they wanted. Maybe not, but uh, that's fine. Well, what episode is this? Well, well, before we do that, uh, we need to announce again. Uh, please submit your season two questions by December fifth. We're gonna do a. a wrap up episode on just season two and if you would like your um comments to be included submit them email it uh or dm it on uh twitter and instagram at skellynationpod mm-hmm. at gmail.com or at skellynationpod instagram and twitter yes anything you want to send in anything questions uh you know recommendations what what what's ella's favorite monster that's a good question you could send that question in and i will answer it what if i send it in on my secret email and then say that it's from alice i guess i'll answer it (laughs) (laughs) i mean this would be weird huh i guess i'm not gonna do that um if you if the the question of what my favorite monster is is burning a hole in your pocket Email that question in and I will answer it. All right. But I won't answer it now because I got to keep people on the hook. Wait, I got one. Okay. What's your social security number? (laughs) I will not answer that one. Okay, fine. I can give you a... It's uh, (gasps) 555-55555. That's fine. (laughs) Wait, how did you know that? Oh, no. Oh, shoot. Oh, geez. Anyway. So December 5th. (laughs) Yes. That's your deadline. All right. So moving on. Tonight... We are talking about season two, episode 22, F. Emasculata. This episode aired on April 28th, 1995. It was written by Chris Carter and Howard Gordon and directed by our very own Bobby Bowman. He was going through it this week, though, wasn't he? Was he was going through it. There was something going on. Something was in the air. It was, it was different. <laughs> From his other, uh, his, the yes. usual episodes he does. <clears throat> mm-hmm. And that something was exploding pustules. And zooms. <laughs> zooms. So many zooms. And zooms. Um, all right. So this episode takes place in the Guanacaste rainforest in Costa Rica and Dinwiddie County, Virginia. 
Dinwiddie. I thought it said <laughs> Dinwiddle at first. And I was going to giggle. It's probably real and I shouldn't laugh, but. Yeah. <laughs> literally all of our fans live there, which is strange, but yeah. true. Well, I'm sorry, guys. It's a funny name. Yeah. And I true. can't do anything about it. I mean, if I lived in Din- <laughs> Dinwiddie, I would also think it was funny. Yeah. So. Exactly. All right. So short plot synopsis. After several men in a prison die of a mysterious illness, Scully tries to discover the cause while Mulder attempts to find two escapees who could potentially spread the disease. That's right. Our boo crew is, uh, they're separate this week. They really are. Mm -hmm. Were they like in a fight? Why were they separated? (laughs) I don't know. Just uh, switching it up, I guess. I guess. Which is fair. It's a different vibe. They should Listen, have been. There's a, there's a lot of episodes per season. They can they That's can shake true. it up. That's true. That's the benefit of mm-hmm. old timey TV shows when yeah. they had more episodes. Uh, they should have been zooming the whole time to really make it feel like a real pandemic. <laughs> you know, <laughs> if only. But as we discovered in you know a couple weeks ago, it costs twenty thousand dollars to do a Zoom call. That's true. So. That's true. So fair enough. Well, and there's no JoJo's Copy Centers in Virginia sadly man pour one out yeah i can't wait until they franchise <laughs> and expand across the u.s if only one day they don't get a lot of customers because their prices are outrageously high well to be fair they're bouncing visuals off the moon or something how are they doing this satellites satellites okay. yep. mm-hmm. yeah so all right yeah okay it just cost more back then girl fine sorry I accept. Oh, okay. That was it. Okay. That was just a blanket statement. Okay. I accept. All right. That's beautiful. All right. All right. Well, shall we get into, I don't know, the crunchy insect meat of the episode? We've done that one before, haven't we? Fuck. Uh, the, we've definitely done like swollen pustules, haven't we? No. Okay. Let's do that. Shall we get into the rotting meat with swollen pustules? on it disgusting yeah 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 yeah. um but you know what i say to that i accept oh you just accept everything and i love Uh that for sure uh will you accept my question about your uh social security number i already answered that yeah so yes five 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 i just feel like you're not telling me the truth (laughs) it's the truth it's for sure the truth okay it better be it is when i go to the social security office mm-hmm. to get all your money <laughs> with your social security number. I think that's how it works. Yeah. It better work. Well, you better hurry because uh, they're, you know, shutting down my social <laughs> security number and if you don't show up in the next 20 minutes with a bunch of money. Shoot. You got that voicemail too? I, I hate how they shut down everyone's social security <laughs> numbers all mm-hmm. the time. Yeah. It doesn't seem legal. No. But, but here we are. All right. We open in... Costa Rica. See, si. it's a country. You've heard of it. <laughs> I yeah, I have. You you know Costa Rica. We I, all know Costa Rica. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I hear it's really nice. Okay. Where is this going? <laughs> I don't know. All right. Um, on the cutting room floor when I edited it. Okay. Up, okay. We <clears throat> see a field biologist taking some samples of live insects and bugs. Sorry, some bugs. Thank you. And he sees some, like, carrion birds flying around something kind of off to the side a little bit. So he goes to investigate, and he sees a dead, I don't know, was it a boar or something? 
Yes. A dead boar with some very gnarly open sores. Ugh. And there's like crawling insects in them and stuff. And it's really gross. There's maggots. There's pus. There's what? beetles. So what does this it, guy do? It's disgusting. He gets really, really close to it with his face. Well, importantly, um, not only are there is all of that going on, but one of the pustules is like pulsing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, no, sorry, you're <laughs> yeah. right, you're right. Which makes what he does worse. God, so he gets close. No face mask, maybe gloves. I think he has gloves, but that's it. He just really I like his mouth open. He's like got his mouth open. He's gaping at this corpse from one foot away, <sighs> and it the the pustule that was pulsating bursts and pus shoots into his face and into his mouth and everything. Um, and he does keep trying to do research on it, but it's just embarrassing because <sighs> he should know it's the end. Is it really disgusting? Yeah. Also, unfortunately, not the last time that we will see this happen in this episode. Now, there's a lot of exploding pustules. And yeah. didn't that happen in this season? Or was that episode last season where, what? oh, what was happening? There was, the guy fell into a ditch and then he exploded. What book? What? <laughs> he exploded? What episode is that where like Mulder was chasing someone through the woods and then they like fell down into a ditch and then oh, died and exploded? Yeah, that was uh, Firewalker. Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. There was, yeah. We yeah. had exploding spores. I like exploding spores more. Yeah. Exploding spores are kind of cool. Yeah, okay. Uh, exploding pus is just disgusting. It is pretty gnarly. Yeah. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. Um, Night Falls. And he, it, this uh, field biologist, is now radioing for help because he does not feel good. And he is requesting a medical evacuation. And he's got sores all over his face now. And he does, this is important, he does say his name is Dr. Robert Torrance. Oh, yes. So it'll be pro- plot relevant. Do, do, do. Mm-hmm. Um, seven hours later, the Costa Rican military, for some reason, oh, they knew, I guess. I was like, why did the military come? Are they the people who would come to save him? I don't know. I have no idea. <laughs> Whatever. Anyway, some sort of Costa Rican military comes, uh, guns blazing for some reason, <laughs> which I thought was pretty funny. Yeah. He's like, needs a medical evacuation. Yeah, that's true. And they just like roll in. Yeah, why would they send the military? Because at this point, they don't know the evil applications. I'm it's assuming. just like a lost doctor. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, whatever. So they they roll in. They find the good doctor dead, just like the boar before him. And presumably they mm-hmm. lick his face. I don't know. We don't I see mean, that. Probably it's just going around. Just based on everyone yeah. else in this episode, I would assume. There's some questionable, uh, I don't know, safety precautions. I would say yes. Mm-hmm. It's not good. We cut. To the com- oh wait credits sorry I'm you sorry. have to say credits, credits over Thank all you. right we cut to the Cumberland State Correctional Facility in Dinwiddie County of Virginia <laughs> <laughs> thank you you're welcome thank you um, there's a guard he brings an inmate a package it's a te- uh, addressed to a Robert Torrance wait a minute like hmm. the doctor weird but this guy's alive and in prison hmm. strange. So poor Bobby's got some mail. He wasn't expecting anything. 
Um, they're also keeping this guy in complete darkness for this some reason. Crazy. <laughs> it's like the black cells in Game of Thrones. Yeah. Like he, like the guard opens the slot to push the package in and like the guy's like squinting against the light and everything. Like, what is this? What an evil prison. I know. It was kind of crazy. Yeah. It's messed up. I mean, up. it was like visually interesting, but like from a practical perspective, Truly what absurd. is going on? It's not okay. Anyway, so Bobby uh, checks the package. There's no return address, and he opens it up, and it's just a, uh, a hog's leg wrapped mm. in bloody newspaper. Mm, a snack. Pretty gross. Yum, yum, yum. So he tosses it into the corner of the room and uh, just goes about his business in complete darkness. As you do. As, as you do. Uh, he wakes up a little later and sees the leg boil pulsing. Gross. I hate this. Gross. <laughs> so nasty. Pretty disgusting. We cut. Uh, Bobby is now strapped down to a table. There's two doctors in hazmat suits. He has the same sores all over him as the uh, doctor and the pig. And um, the doctors are talking about how he was exposed 18 hours ago and they've never heard of anything incubating so quickly. Um, he's a little freaked out as, uh, you know, makes sense. Fair enough. He wants to see the regular prison doc, but these guys are specialists. Hmm. So they're going to take care of him. They don't take great care of him. No, no, but no. Well, they take care of him in the mob sense. In the mafia sense. Yeah, yeah that's true. Um they have more important things to deal with, I guess, than a man's life. That is grim. I guess so. Messed up. So he's not looking good. He's probably not long for this world. No. Oh, well. Uh, we go back to Bobby's room. Uh, two inmates are led in by the guard to strip his room of sheets and uh, put him in the laundry cart. Um, so these two guys walk in. Um, I just call them Paul Steve because mm. I didn't remember which one was which. I think long hair is Paul. It's Paul Steve in my heart. I just wrote prisoners <laughs> All right. or escaped convicts, so at least you're not dehumanizing them like I was. You're Paul Steve and Steve Paul. Okay, we can call them Paul Steve and Steve Paul. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. It's the same name, basically. I mean, they're the same man. They're not the same man, but no. only one of them is a character, so... Yeah, they do have, I mean, I assume we'll discuss this later. They have, like, a definite vibe when they come in to yeah. this room again, doused in, in shadow. Yeah. So we don't really see their faces. So you just kind of, like, one of them has, like, really long blonde hair and, like, they're kind of, you know, they're, like, tough guys, you can yeah. tell. And so they seem like they have a very cool vibe in this, in the beginning, at least. Does that continue? Unfortunately not. Once we do see them in full sunlight, they're not as cool. Maybe that's why the prison is in darkness. Maybe it's to for <laughs> to the benefit of, of the oh. inmates to make them look cooler, right? Because everyone there is like really dorky and they're yeah. like, oh, well, this is this is bad for self everybody's self-esteem because <laughs> they're like, you know, they're like hardened criminals and yeah. they don't want to, you know, think, ev you know, that everybody's uh, dorky. Yeah. Or want other people to think that they're dorky. Yeah. Yeah. This is going to be the prison that Tom Wamsbong. What's his name? Oh my God. <laughs> Wamsgans. 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 Wam Tom. Tom Wamsgans. Tom Wamsgans from Succession goes Terminal to. Terminal Tom. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> spoiler. I'm okay. just kidding. It's not a spoiler. Watch Succession now on HBO. 
Anyway, so they come in, they, yeah, like you said, they are charged with gathering up all of the contaminated sheets and blankets and getting them ready for the incinerator. Um, However, they, what am I, (laughs) what am I reading? Well, they're just like, they're, they're trying to strip the sheets and then they're talking about how the whole cell block is empty and the infirmary is full and something is going around. Um, and Paul Steve tells Steve Paul that these sheets aren't going to the laundry. They're going to the incinerator. Yikes. So something is happening that they are not being told about. But there's still a laundry pickup today, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know why that's relevant to us, but it mm-hmm. is because they escape in the laundry bag. I Classic. will say I did like the evil lighting in this scene. Yeah, because it made them look a lot cooler than they turned yeah, out to be. Yeah, no, yeah, it was great. It was the whole thing is yeah, a cat like the whole scene is filmed in shadows. It's very spooky, and they turn out to be real dorks in the light. Yeah. Isn't that true of everyone? You <laughs> I know what I mean? Yeah, we're all mm-hmm. dorks in the light. That is so beautiful. Thank you. That's humanity. Yeah, you know. Yeah, that's but. our merch. Our first shirt will just be "We're all dorks in the light." Oh, yeah, that's cute. Anyway, so they're clearly planning to escape, and then we, like, smash cut to the Boo crew arriving at the prison, and they're like, I guess they escaped in the laundry pickup, (laughs) (laughs) which is kind of funny. Um, So, interestingly, there's soldiers, like, in army fatigues, I think the National Guard at this prison, which it seems unusual. So Mm -hmm. the National Guard is showing Mulder and Skelly around. Uh, and they see some men in hazmat suits and these stretchers that we'll see that have like a plastic bubble over them to like clearly Love keep these. the, uh, yes, <laughs> the person who's on the stretcher, you know, contained, contained. Yeah. Um, I was like, oh, we probably need those for COVID, huh? Probably. They probably use them. I don't know. Maybe. Probably. Anyway. There's uh, also, Mulder does say, uh, who are the men in the funny suits? Has he never seen a hazmat suit before, is my question. Maybe he's just making a little goof. Maybe. It's hard to tell sometimes with him. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. That's actually, that is how uh, you do it. You just have to always be deadpan. Mm. And then when you say really dumb things, people think you're joking. Oh. You know what I mean? Okay. Okay. Because, right? like, he might actually not know. Yeah. But it sounds like a joke because he's always so deadpan. I feel like that can backfire on you because I feel like when I'm at work, I'm very um, deadpan and stoic. But even when I do make a joke, people think I'm not joking. That's, so it can, uh, it can backfire on you. Okay. Yeah. Well, you got to find your Scully. I guess so. You know? All right. I'll work on it. Okay. They so, didn't know about the contagion, I think, is the important part. Yes. Yeah. All they knew about was the escaped prisoners. Which is pretty weird because why would they be called in for that? Mm-hmm. That is the purview of uh, the U.S. Marshal Service. <laughs> I've seen Justified. I know that mm-hmm. escaped convicts is a U.S. Marshal's business. Oh, yeah. Are we going to get some U.S. Marshals in this episode? I think we are. How do they arrive? Do they arrive like the coolest people on earth? They roll in. Okay, so the, the doors, swinging doors, mm-hmm. they smash open. Yeah. This crew of marshals strolls in with a style that we have not seen before on this show. We may never see again. I don't know. It's going to be tough to beat. It, they're like parodies of themselves. They're, it, it's like they're on Reno 911 or something. Mm-hmm. It's very funny. There's just so much energy. Yeah. And I, I don't even know. Yeah. Just just energy. Yeah. 
Like they're being so serious and dramatic and cool, like in a way that circles back around into being self-aware yes. that the actors are doing it as a joke. But I, I don't think they're supposed no, to be. No, I don't think so. So it's very funny. I do love the Marshalls. Yeah, they're very funny. <laughs> they're <laughs> earnest. But specifically, I mean, we got our whole Marshall crew, but uh, we have one particular Marshall who walks in. Uh, it's uh, Dean Norris yeah. from uh, Breaking Bad. Asak Schrader. Asak Schrader himself Hank? on the scene, pretty much playing the same character. Essentially. With less emotional nuance. He's playing season uh, one Hank. <laughs> he is, yeah, yeah. for sure. Um, but... Yeah, so he kind of strolls in and he's, you know, I'm in charge. What are you doing here? You're on my territory. Get out of here. You know, mm -hmm. all that classic uh, procedural stuff. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, he's kind of right. I yeah. mean, the boot crew, like, defend themselves and they're like, we're here on orders from our bosses, whatever. But uh, why are they there? Yeah, it, it just seems weird. There's so many... There's the National Guard, there's the FBI, there's the Marshals, and they all seem to have been called in separately to do their own... It's just a little odd. Yeah. I mean, Skinner requested them specifically, yes. of course, as we know. So mm -hmm. that's why they're there. But it... You know, Dean Norris has a point. Yeah. But he and uh, Mulder, they don't see eye to eye. I don't think they're going to get along. Maybe, maybe they'll... Uh, Get a little closer by the end of the episode, you know. Wink. <laughs> okay. Um, but yes, yeah, they have their little yeah procedural fight about, you know, why are you here? We're, we're doing it, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And then Skelly's like, yeah, we also don't know why we're here. <laughs> but anyway, Dean Orris doesn't know why the National Guard is there, and then he just leaves, and his <laughs> whole crew goes with him. Mm -hmm. um, I like to imagine them leaving kind of like... Is it the Andes in uh, Hot Fuzz? Yeah. Where they're like, as they're leaving, they like stare down dramatically. Mm -hmm. Sure. I like to imagine that's yeah. how it is. It's not really, but in my memory. I mean, that's kind of their vibe. Yeah. Yeah. That's yes. like who they are, but not self-aware. Yes. Yeah. If you've seen Hot Fuzz, just imagine the Andes with even more guns mm -hmm. somehow. Yeah. Like I don't did they have their guns out when they were in the scene? I think they did. I think I the like guy with did. the with the rifle had yeah. it out. Yeah, there's just like one guy has a long gun and the rest of them have handguns and they just like constantly are holding them. It's very funny. Yeah. I don't know. Love these guys. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, so they leave, they roll out, they've gotta go drink beer or something. I don't know what they're doing. Something. The boo crew talk to each other kind of about you know, they they're like, we need to talk about this. That mm. was an intense moment yeah. that's going on. So Skinner assigned them to the case, but it isn't normally something that the FBI would handle. So Mulder and Skelly suspect they're not being told the whole truth by mm. their bosses, which what else is new? Mm -hmm. But they decide to split up and will be essentially split up for the rest of the episode. Mm -hmm. So Skelly is going to investigate what's going on with all of this decontamination proceeding that's happening with the guys in the hazmat suits. And Mulder is going to go bother Dean Norris. Oh, yeah. You know? That's what he's best at. It's their skill set. Yeah, for they sure. They couldn't swap. No. It wouldn't work. No, no, no. So... They're doing Mulder they would to. lick all the, the pustules, you know. Oh God, he would. He'd slurp it up. He'd suck it out of the pustules. Oh, my God. <laughs> He's gross. It's really disgusting. I know. <laughs> it's a okay. horrifying episode. Gross. Whew. We cut to a family with an RV. They stop at a, what do you call it, a roads, rest, roads stop. rest stop. That's it. Rest they area. stop at a rest stop. Uh, the mom and the kids go into the women's room, and then the dad goes into the 
men's room. Which how how we, did you know that though? Did you discover because we get like a dramatic zoom in on the men's sign. Yeah. Um, I, I wrote think Zoom alert. Is, yeah, Zoom alert. I was definitely thinking, you know, we watched this the first time and it was like very silly. Mm-hmm. But then now that I had time to ruminate, I think that it's like subtle foreshadowing to the fact that there's going to be men <laughs> in that bathroom. Oh, my God. You know, if you th- if you think about it, because he goes in there, there are men in there. There are men in there. Yeah. You know, <laughs> Bob, I can't believe I doubted Bobby Bowman. Yeah. Come on. I'm so embarrassed. Come on. That's amazing. Ridiculous. We'll have to deconstruct the future Zoom alerts to see if it's For similar. Sure. Yeah, Not as funny as that Zoom in uh, The Walking Dead, but nothing is. <laughs> nothing is. If you have, uh, I don't know, what, seven seconds to spare, just, I don't know what you would search, uh, Walking Dead know. Zoom, it's Negan, it, the camera. It's like from all the way across a courtyard. Amazing. Amazing. It's yeah. very funny. It's pretty, pretty good. So you should check yep. that out on YouTube, Walking Dead Zoom. Anyway, so he, the poor dad, goes into the bathroom, never to come out again. He gets accosted by the escaped convicts and the- Paul con- Steve. Sorry. He gets uh, accosted by Paul Steve and Steve Paul. Thank you. And they take the RV and run away with it. They drive away howling. They do howl quite a bit. And the uh, mom and daughters are screaming after it's mm-hmm. confused as to why their husband is leaving. Yeah. Or dad. Well. <laughs> dad and husband. Yes. A husband, a loving father, mm-hmm. a corpse. Yes. Pour one out. Sad. Um, we cut back to the prison. Scully is talking to Dr. Osborne, who is one of the guys in the hazmat suits from uh, earlier. That the, was the weird suits? The, the strange, yeah, the strange uh, skin covering that these people have. Um, but he was one of the guys the, treating uh, uh, Bobby earlier. So she's talking to him. She's like demanding to know what's going on. He tells her that he's not the prison doctor, but he does work for the CDC. Um, Scully pushes him and he eventually tells her that there is some kind of a flu-like illness spreading throughout the inmates. Uh, there have been 14 infections. And 10 deaths of the 14. Yikes. Not good. Also, the men who escaped, our beloved Paul Steve and Steve Paul, Mm. might be infected. So they got to find them. Time for lockdown, everybody. Time is of the essence, you might say. Mm. I love essence. (laughs) Essence of time. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? For sure. Mulder gets to the rest area along with the Marshall squad. Um, and he gets a call from Skelly. She tells him about the deadly contagion. Uh, apparently 36 hours after infection, basically everybody dies who gets it. Ma- <laughs> I guess bad. maybe everybody. I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, and they don't know how it's spread. And the escaped prisoners probably have it. Um, and we see confirmation that the dad was killed at the rest stop. Ooh. Pour one out. They could have just stolen the RV, you know. I know. They, they didn't, didn't have to kill him. It seems really rude. I know. Like, who does that? I guess they needed his keys. I mean, he's like a dad with his wife and two kids. I I think if two armed dudes were like, give me your keys or I'll kill you, he would have given. Yeah. I would. Yeah. Robbers, (laughs) if you want to, Mm -hmm. take my car um, and you threaten to kill me, I'll give you my car. Oh, there you go. You know? All right. Hmm. Uh, Can't have my car. Well, Ella will kill you, obviously. (laughs) Yeah. 
so Scully hangs up that call and some random dude shows up and tells her to leave. But she's like, I'm not going to leave until I get some answers. Damn it. Mm-hmm. You better respect me. And then she punches him. Mm-hmm. Called him a loser doctor. Yeah. <laughs> and he is not going to be included in Scully and Osborne's uh, makeout sesh later. Ooh. Do you think that was the energy? I was feeling it. Okay. I was feeling something. Okay. But this this guy will not be included. No, this guy's a real dick. He's no Osborne. Osborne, sweet as yeah. pie. Mm-hmm. Other than the crime. Except he's <laughs> actively involved in, yeah. <laughs> but besides that. He works for the CDC. What could he possibly be doing You're wrong? You're right. You're right. Okay. Uh, so this guy, the jerk, has the audacity to tell Skelly that she's only going to see what he lets her see. Whatever. Excuse me? I don't think so. You don't tell Miss Dana Catherine Scully that. Mm-hmm. So as the jerk is leaving, Dr. Osborne is kind of following him like a sad little puppy, and he really looks like he wants to tell Scully some information, but, you know, he doesn't. Mm-hmm. Kind of like, uh, I don't know, like Dobby and Lucius Malfoy, you know? Okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I guess. I'm just, right. I got to compare literally every scene to another media. Uh, okay. All right. You know what I mean? Okay. No. That's just like in I can't think of think of a single self-referential movie. Wow. This is how is this possible? Um wait. Scream. It's just like in Scream. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. It's deep. Wow. You're just like a ran- you're a real Randy. Yeah. Yeah. Tell me about it. Mm-hmm. Randy Mandy. That's what they called me in college. Anyway. <laughs> I regretted it as I was saying it. <laughs> I could hear it. Yeah. Okay. So Scully is not going to listen to no man. So she, unlike everyone else, grabs some PPE, which mm-hmm. we all know personally. What does it stand for? Personal protective equipment? I think so. Something like that. PPE. We don't have to explain that anymore. We're in a post-COVID world. And <laughs> she gets ready to rumble. Yeah. And she's going to wear a mask while she does it. I well sometimes. Well, okay, that's true. <laughs> that's true. Not all the time. Ay ay ay. We cut to the coolest set in this episode. It's a gas station at night. It's a it's very spooky. I was mm-hmm. into it. Mm-hmm. Cool set. So the RV has been abandoned. Um, Paul Steve is on the phone to his girlfriend and child, and he's like, "Baby, I'm coming home." She did not know he was out, but she's very excited about it. Mm-hmm. And this is when we see him full full face. I was about to say full frontal. Mm-hmm. We don't. Nope. Just his <laughs> entire face. He's just naked He's in a clothed. phone booth. He's and it's clothed. Just wang <laughs> out, which is he, so strange for Fox. No, he is a clothed man, but we do see his <laughs> entire face, not in shadow. The full Monty. <laughs> oh, what does he look like? Uh, he looks like a real dork. <laughs> he's just a guy. I mean, uh, he's just a guy. But not as cool as I thought he was going to be. No. I was I was all aboard the Paul Steve train until I were you, saw his Were face. you mentioning like a kind of like a, a Thor sort of like a Scandinavian god kind of yeah, thing? Yeah. I, I think like, again, I was thinking of the bad guy from Die Hard. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, again. Always. You know? But, I was um, thinking of him. Like, he, I would love to see an episode of, with that guy. Yeah. But, this this man, this fellow. It's like a lame, uncharismatic Jay from Jay and Silent Bob. Yeah. I don't something know. like that. Bad. They could have been working it more, is all I'm saying. 
Oh, well. But the clerk at the gas station is getting kind of suspicious because it, no one has come to stop the uh, gas pump for the RV. Mm-hmm. So uh, he comes out, he approaches the RV, asks if anyone's in there, doesn't see anybody. So the clerk goes to the bathroom and sees um, Steve Paul. Steve Paul. Steve Paul cowering on the ground by the toilet with sores all over his face. Um, mm-hmm. That's not good. So the clerk is like, hmm. What the fuck? And then approached from behind, he uh, is accosted by Paul Steve, Uh who bashes his head Mm. with, I don't know, was it a tire iron or something similar? Um, Lights out for the clerk. Oh. Scully goes to the incinerator room with her mask and her gloves. This is a pretty cool set, too. Yeah, it is. Um, She's... Like, kind of has her mask around her neck, but she's not wearing it. Real neck mask. Girl. Sorry. Wait, wait, wait. Sorry. I also forgot zoom alert. We get a real big zoom in on the sign that says incinerator. Oh, okay. Okay. So, anyway, right. sorry. Go on. You know, I'll okay this zoom. Okay. You know, if you have a sign that says incinerator, you should zoom in on it. That's true. That's I true. will okay this particular zoom. It's better than a rest stop <laughs> men's bathroom. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so she is investigating, um, yeah, lots of cool orange light in this room, but there's a bunch of dead bodies in plastic bags, so that's not good. Um, she opens one of the bags to look, but then Osborne, like, runs in and, like, jump scares her, (laughs) um, and then he, like, tries to close the bag, and they argue, and Scully had her mask on while she was looking at the body, then she, like, takes the mask off, even though the bag is still open girl but mm-hmm. uh then osborne gets pussed and then he runs away screaming as <laughs> i would also do yeah. if an exploding boil uh burst on me i mean that is fair i think Yuck. you should Ugh. nasty yeah um how wait okay so we find out that the only way that it's transmitted is if a pustule explodes directly in your face mm-hmm so did that happen to all of the prisoners? Yeah, that doesn't make sense. Yeah. I feel like that's an inconsistency. Okay. I just thought about that. And I was like, I feel like they would be more upset if they yeah. got a face full of pus mm-hmm. and knew about it. Yeah. I don't, I don't think that makes, that part of it makes sense. Okay. Well, whatever. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Uh, so back at the gas station, it's daytime now. Um, and this is maybe the funniest scene in television oh history. Oh my God. Uh, <sighs> This is, this is so good. good. <laughs> they were, it does not, again, match with what story they're trying to tell at all, but it's very funny. Love this. Yeah. I feel like we we have to set the scene. We open, it's a beautiful, idyllic morning. You can um, hear the, the the flute music, that, yeah. the morning song. The it, do, 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 exactly. Do, Peter and the Wolf do, thing. Do, 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 mm-hmm. do. There's just... The sun is shining, the grass is blowing, the birds are twittering. It's beautiful. And then the marshals roll up. Heavy rock music. Heavy rock music. <laughs> they roll up on the scene. They're driving 150 miles an hour. They, Every single one of them has their guns out the window while they're driving. <laughs> Literally. Just pointing, yeah. 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 Like Hank comes up with his gun out the window. <laughs> so funny it's out the passenger side. what are they what are they gonna do i don't know who are these it literally does feel like hot fuzz yeah i don't know it's very it's funny very good um 
it's just everyone they they jump out of the they're car screeching halt screeching halt like they're doing donuts they're doing donuts <laughs> they uh stunt driving all over the place um everyone is wearing sunglasses they're <gasps> they're running all over the place there's a guy with a huge rifle that he just like cocks <laughs> it's so funny because they have to be like eight hours late because <laughs> the yeah. scene that we saw happened at night and it's like noon now it is so funny yeah very good. Love it. Oof. I cannot get enough of these guys. They should have had a spinoff show about these guys yes. that I would have watched. <laughs> the Marshall. It's not just what Justified is. I guess, but they don't. They don't really do stuff like this. I know they're a little more grounded. <laughs> they have a little more self-respect. Would Raylan not do this if he could get away with it, though? It doesn't quite seem his style to just like. Yeah. He's not. He's not that um, animated. That's true. You know? That's true. He would just eat ice cream. Yeah. No, you're right. Also, he would have to coordinate with all these other guys, and he would hate that. He can't do that. He's a lone wolf. Mm -hmm. Um, They, Mulder's also there. And, (laughs) I mean, I don't know. He doesn't have his gun out, so he's irrelevant. I think he does. Oh, does he also? I think he does. Okay, thank God. He's (laughs) the peer pressure. Um, They find a clerk in the toilet. (laughs) (laughs) Like in the British sense of the phrase. Mm -hmm. (laughs) The toilet room, as you call it. Yes. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, he's not in it. Um, the shit box. <laughs> right. Okay. He's still alive. Okay, I'm I'm so concerned. What mm-hmm. happened here? They they found out about this. They know that they need to come. So the clerk called them. Oh. But he's still in the toilet, but it's been like eight hours, <laughs> so has he just been hanging out in <laughs> In the bathroom? Did he call them from his bathroom cell phone? It's like the 90s. That's a very good question. There's no particular reason he should have been able to call from the bathroom. So did he go back in? I guess maybe somebody driving by could have called. And they didn't, like, help him get out of the bathroom? I guess not. They didn't call an ambulance? Mm. They just called these idiots? (laughs) Yep. (laughs) I don't know. Yeah. I've got concerns. And how long has he been sitting there by the toilet? I mean, it's been all night. God, <laughs> miserable life. Yeah. Ugh. Anyway, so whatever. So he's still there. Um, the escaped convicts are probably infected with whatever's going around. We know that. And they've got a car. They've got money. They've got a gun. And they've got a head start. And a can-do attitude. And a can-do attitude. And long hair. So it's time to get cracking. Mulder is the only one who's doing actual police work. <laughs> So he asks if uh, either of them had girlfriends, and Dean Norris is like, there's no way to know. I wouldn't have access to that. All I do is shoot and fuck, and I'm all out of fucks to give. Mm -hmm. And then he shoots Mulder. Oh. Uh, So um, the, the reason he doesn't know is that those records are locked up at the prison, but Mulder is like, well, if they have girlfriends, they probably tried to call them. And then he ends that with, did you even think of that? <laughs> In like a very sassy voice. It was I very mean, funny. He didn't he think didn't. of it. So. No, but I don't know. It's just very funny. Yeah. I mean, I guess Mulder did just watch them roll up with their guns pointing out the windows. So mm-hmm. he knows what he's dealing with. Yeah. So Mulder goes to the phone booth and dials the operator and asks for info on the last call made from that booth. So he gets mm-hmm. the girlfriend's contact information. Yes. While he's doing that, a helicopter shows up. Just a fourth random agency. Mm-hmm. In this ep- There's just so much going on. 
Um, so helicopter rolls up. A bunch of hazmat guys jump out. They've got another one of those um, box beds. Mm-hmm. They burst into the bathroom and they take poor Angelo away. Very sad. Um, Mulder and Hank both like run after they're like what's going on where are you taking him who are you etc 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 um the hazmat guys do not answer questions they just jump into that helicopter they take angelo away while he is uh screaming for help he's not having a good shift he's not having a good day or a shift yeah Ugh. his shift is now over Mm. Do you get paid overtime if you get kidnapped by a mysterious government organization in a helicopter after getting bashed in the head by an escaped convict? I don't think you do. Fuck. <laughs> I think maybe you should. Poor Angelo. I don't think you will. Do you think he's going to get a call from his boss that's like, we need you to come in <laughs> later today? Probably, uh, right? Typical. 100%. Uh, unless he's his own boss. Oh. It was a, it was a tiny little gas station. I mean, maybe that's he true. owns it. He could just own it. Yeah. Is that your dream job? <laughs> Just owning like a weird little gas station in the middle of nowhere? Mm, not a gas station. Okay. I don't think that's quite the vibe. That's fair. It's a vibe. Yeah. Yeah. It's different. Well, so Mulder and Hank are both very confused, have no idea what's going on, but uh, they do have a lead. Mulder has the address of uh, Paul Steve's girlfriend, and we zoom in. On the address. Oh, yeah. So that we know it's an address, I guess. <laughs> I was confused. I don't know. <laughs> Zoom alert. Zoom alert. Uh, so Paul Steve drives home. As he's driving home, not unlike the marshals, he's just like <laughs> laying on the horn as he approaches the house and mm-hmm. is driving very fast. He gets out, uh, smooches his lady love. Violently. Passionately. It's like a passionate makeout. Yeah, their kid's just like inside or whatever. <laughs> I don't know. This kid's not a character though, so it doesn't matter. Uh, Paul Steve is like, hey, I've got someone with me and he's not doing good. So the girlfriend goes to look at the sick convict, mm-hmm. um, Paul Steve Paul. Steve Paul. In the passenger seat who is clearly dying and she touches him. Uh-oh. And is like, well, he doesn't look good. Let's get him in the house with our child. Yeah, let's do that. God. They did put him in a separate room. That's true. But still. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, Meanwhile, Scully is pacing around the incinerator room, trying to get tracking information on the package that started this whole outbreak. Did you find the package in the, uh, like, body bag that... Must be, or is just, like, in in that pile? Yeah. I don't know. Okay. Um, anyway, so she's getting some info on the tracking information. Um, love that she's got cell service down in this yeah, incinerator room. Pretty cool. Great plan. Uh, the package came from Wichita, Kansas. I just wrote down that that feels right. <laughs> Having been, I've never even been to Wichita, I don't no. think. But that's been on purpose. <laughs> I can't oh. believe I have to cut this out for all our Wichita <laughs> wow. listeners. It's a great city, I'm sure. Um... So she gets the sender's info and she calls Mulder to give him the update. He's in a car with Dean Norris partying. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mulder, or so, sorry, Scully asks Mulder if he knows anything about Pink Pharmaceuticals, which is apparently one of the biggest drug manufacturers in the U.S. because they sent the package. And the, the boot crew just kind of compare notes here um, about what's going on. So they talk about the the big boils that are popping up on everyone's bodies mm-hmm. and the buboes. 
I've just learned this word. <laughs> Did you know, guys, listeners, friends, mm-hmm. friends at home? Yep. Bubonic plague. Uh huh. The pustules mm-hmm. called buboes. I did. I did know that. I wasn't talking to you. I was talking oh, to our listeners okay. at home. Wow, God, sorry. I know you knew. What about later on when I'm listening to this episode? But you taught me. Okay, okay. Taught right. me everything I know about buboes. <laughs> I don't know that much about it, so. Tell me more about buboes. They're gross. <laughs> right? Oh. What, what if I had a what? bubo? It would still be gross? <laughs> Are you defending yeah. d- d- pus? Yes. Oh. What if I had a big pulsating bubo and I loved it? Well, you need some help. (laughs) It's a problem. I wouldn't love it. Sorry. Anyway, um, so that's not good. And it seems like the sickness can spread pretty easily, which I'm also unclear, but whatever. I mean, when it explodes, I guess. If it explodes pus, it seems like it would be so easy to avoid getting pus spewed right into your face. Mm -hmm. Like, I I would love to have a sickness. That you could avoid by not having pus spewed in your face. I know. They also do seem, um, they're like wondering how this disease could be transmitted. Scully has seen it, uh, you know, pus explode. Mm. You'd think that she could probably maybe maybe put the clues together here. Could be could be that. I mean, I guess it could also be airborne or something. Yeah. But but she doesn't even mention that as a possibility. They're just like, I don't know. It's a mystery. Yeah, you could warn Mulder that the pustules explode. Yeah, I would love you a warning. Kn- you know he loves goo. He's gonna lick oh, it. No. Oh, no. He would. I know. Oh, oh my boy. Anyway. But then she does um, get all up in the body again without her mask. Again. Yeah, she's already been exposed at this uh, point. I guess. Um, and then she pulls a gross little beetle out of one of the boils. I so. hate all of this so bad. <laughs> I hate it so bad. It's pretty gross. So we cut back to the uh, Steve Paul's girlfriend's house. Oh, I think Paul Steve. Paul Steve. I'm sorry. Paul's, yeah. Paul Steve's girlfriend. We don't know. We don't know that well, it's not also, you know, she didn't know him. Yeah. So I guess we do know. Uh, maybe she had uh, amnesia about her <laughs> polyamorous relationship maybe maybe it's possible it's very tragic actually yeah but uh steve paul is dying despite the girlfriend lightly dabbing his forehead with a washcloth it seems like that should help also why does she have to do this because she's a woman it's her job whatever it's her womanly duty if my boyfriend came back from prison that he escaped from and brought his sick inmate friends I would be like, you can dab his forehead gently. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe she loves dabbing foreheads. <laughs> that's true. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Good point. Good point. She didn't look like she enjoyed it, but that's just because of the his condition. Maybe if he just had yeah. like a normal fever or something, she'd be into it. No, he's got a very gross pustule that uh, starts pulsating Ew. and blasts right into her face. <laughs> it's so crazy. It's really gross. Ugh. And she freaks out and runs to wash her face, but girl, it's too late. Mm. Maybe not. I don't know. Does she die? They don't say, yeah. but uh, she probably does. But, yeah, probably. Yeah. But it's time for our favorite team to arrive again. Yes. Marshall. I feel like they need a team name. They probably literally do. Like, oh, for a hundred Among themselves. They're like the, 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 the diamond dogs. Diamond <sighs> Yeah. The diamond dogs. I hate them so much. So the diamond dogs burst in, like, bash down all the doors, guns blazing. 
they just kind of shoot around. I don't know. It's ridiculous. Um, but Paul Steve is gone. Mm. And Steve Paul is dead. Oh. And the only one they get is the girlfriend. Oh. And the baby. And the baby. Well, he's going to prison <laughs> for a long time. I can't believe Paul Steve left his girlfriend and child. Uh, I can. I mean, I can too. Yeah. It's brutal. Um. So that's what the marshals are doing. <laughs> Just <laughs> destroying property, scaring people, pointing guns. Yeah. Scully, still trying to figure out what is going on. Uh, Dr. Osborne and her are kind of hanging out a little bit. Uh, he shows her his boil. <laughs> It's very intimate. He's been infected. She doesn't show her his. Show him hers. Yeah. Yeah. Does she even have a boil? No. She doesn't die. Sad. Yeah. Well, wait. (laughs) Happy? (laughs) Wait. I don't know. Sorry. Uh, But he's telling her, or they're talking about how the entire prison has been quarantined. And um, at this point, Dr. Osborne is freaked out enough that he's a little more truthful with her. And he lets her know that the the CDC actually has nothing to do with any of this. And it's really pink pharma that's involved. Boo. And she also finds out that Dr. Osborne did lie to her. And he doesn't work for the CDC. He works for pink pharma. (sighs) That's Mm -hmm. messed up. CDC would never... Mm-hmm. So then he's talking about how Pink Pharma uh, finances exploration of, like, the rainforest and other kind of remote areas with, um, like, plant and animal life and uh, seeing if they have any drug applications. And one of their entomologists went missing after sending them samples of a beetle. And oh. they pull out the special little beetle they've got. It's a... Uh, F masculata. A title drop. Title drop. So exciting. So it's a gross little beetle. Um, It secretes a dilating enzyme. Don't know what that means, but I doubt that uh, the writers did either. Yep. (laughs) Uh, It's just a science mumbo jumbo. Yeah. But he's talking about how it is a gross little beetle that carries a parasite. And it's a gross little beetle. I mean, it is, but it's just a little rude. It's not the bug's fault. Yes, apparently it's not the bug's fault. So the beetle does not cause the infection. The parasite inside the beetle does. Um, The parasite attacks the immune system. They're full of larvae. When the pustules explode, the larvae burrow into the new host. It's really gross. I hate it. I gotta stop saying that, but it's just the truth. There's nothing else you can say about it. So they talk about that for a while, but the important part um and the worrying part is since good old doc yaz has been infected scully was also there so she might also be infected my girl mm-hmm. pustules could be on her face buboes she's even. too beautiful for buboes <laughs> she is uh meanwhile Mulder is back at the fbi headquarters and he arrives at skinner's <laughs> office after dark late at night Wink. And Skinner says, of course I'm willing to see you at this late hour. I love you, Mr. Mulder. Mm-hmm. Uh, he doesn't say that. <laughs> Mulder is big, big, big mad. Yeah. Because he thinks they've been misled, possibly deceived <laughs> about this case. Um, But, oh my God, who's that in the corner of Skinner's office? <gasps> Who is it? Mr. Smokestacks is back. Oh my God. It's been a while. He's stinking up the place. He's smoking. As per usual. Even though Skinner had that sign specifically printed that said no smoking. Yeah. Wow. When was the last time we saw the cigarette smoking man? What's he been doing? Was it 
Was it like Ascension? Like Dwayne Barry. Yeah. Was it around then? Yeah. It's wow. been it's been a while. What's he been up to? This evil little man. Um smoking, I assume. And hanging Watching, out with Skinner. Hanging out with Skinner. Yeah. I think we're we're gonna have to discuss this during a FBI do. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll leave that for later. We have a plot to talk yeah. about. <laughs> That's true. Um anyway, so Mulder is just unhappy that they were not told about the whole deadly contagion thing. Uh and they still don't know how it spread or anything about it, really. I mean, Scully does, but she didn't bother to tell Mulder, <laughs> I guess. Which, uh, why didn't she call him? She's got cell service. Whatever. So, Mr. Smokestacks is like, um, actually, it's safer that we lied to the public about it. I was like, that's just his opinion on everything. This is classic cigarette smoking classic. man. Classic. He hates telling the public anything. Mm-hmm. Sick of it. He's bad yeah. at communications. That's true. He was not a communication major. Let's just say that. Literally going to make the exact same (laughs) joke. What is wrong with us? Look. The only one joke he could make. I don't know. I guess. Sorry. Do you think this is why he doesn't have a relationship? Because he's so bad at communicating? Or or does he have a relationship? Well, wink. I think maybe, probably, you know, part of Mulder's unhappiness in the scene is that you know Skinner might be cheating on him yeah. with the cigarette smoking man that and like I funny. guess like Mulder and Skinner never had like the talk about whether they were exclusive or not and like yeah. Mulder's not for yeah. sure but it's it's one thing to know and it's the other to know yeah. you know that's tough yeah. you know Ugh. <laughs> they should have talked about this they should have before everyone was all upset <laughs> mm-hmm but they didn't. And now Mulder's pretending like he's mad about the whole contagion being released into the population thing mm-hmm. when, I mean, really, we can tell what he's actually upset yeah, about. for sure. We know. Mm-hmm. But good old Smokestacks is talking about, you know, whatever we uh, shouldn't, we don't want to cause a panic. We control the disease by controlling the information. Mulder is, of course, upset with that. He loves telling people information. It's his favorite activity. Mm-hmm. Um, he won't be party to it he says and he kind of storms away but um you know he he probably will yeah yeah he probably will (laughs) but uh the cigarette smoking man gets in a couple of digs before he goes and and Mulder storms out and uh Skinner is so mad he turns around and he's like why are you so mean to Mulder what's wrong with you (laughs) that's it we are off for dinner tonight done god Mm mm-hmm and then he's like, I just can't stay mad at you. <laughs> and then they make up. Yeah. In my fan fiction, anyway. For sure. Uh, Mulder goes to his car to leave, and he's <laughs> so good. He's visibly angry. And to is their he, credit, it's, is he angry or is he mad? He's mad. Yeah. <laughs> he gets into his car, and he has trouble with his seatbelt, and he just starts, like, grabbing at it and, like, pulling it, like, gives up and in a huff and everything. <laughs> And it's very funny, but in their defense, that is very realistic. Of like when you're just like already mad, and then yeah. you're like seatbelt doesn't pull out, and you're like, God, this is the worst thing that's ever happened to me. I hate everything. Yeah. <laughs> the end. It was just like I think it was just the way it was acted. It was yeah. Like, it was very silly, yeah. like an angry seven year old. Yeah, it was pretty funny. Yeah, because he's just so mad about the fact that there's yeah. potentially a deadly pandemic uh, mm-hmm. spreading the globe. So yeah, that's weird. Was he upset? I don't know. 
Um, so he's he's mad. He can't leave because he can't get a seatbelt on. So he's stuck in his car for a while, and he's going to have to sleep there. <laughs> Scully calls him, and she's like, all right, we're here at the prison in the incinerator room, are under full quarantine. And she gives him kind of the background, finally. She says that the government <gasps> is protecting Pink Pharma because why else would the National Guard be there? Like, clearly the government's in on it. Mm-hmm. Something's going on. It's not good. Mulder is like, I want to leak this. I'm going to the press, man. Mm-hmm. To the, the Rolling pre- Stone. I'm going to the Rolling Stone magazine to leak this information. And Skelly's like, uh, I don't know if we want to do that because then people will panic. I can't believe Skelly's on the side of the cigarette smoking man. Wow. Yikes. I guess. Oof. But, you know, then they just have their little back and forth. Mulder's like, what if someone dies because we don't say anything? And Skelly's like, what if someone dies because we do say something? Trolley problem, trolley problem, fight, fight, fight. Mm -hmm. Mulder's tired, but he still asks, like, hey, Skelly, are you okay? Yeah. Because you are under quarantine. (laughs) And then she lies and says yes. Well. Even though she might be dying. Well. What are you going to do? But Osborne... They, they hang up and Mulder goes to sleep in his backseat because he can't leave. <laughs> Osborne at the incinerator room is going to test Skelly to see if she's been infected, which for some reason involves putting a bug on her arm and letting it bite her. Yeah, I don't <sighs> know what this was all about. <laughs> Tired of it. Whatever. That's fine. Um, I think because like if it bites her and then she's got the parasite in her and the bug gets the parasite in it, then the parasite will breed in the bug and then they can test it in the bug. But I don't know. There you go. Whatever. Anyway, that's fine. So they're doing that. Let's go to Dinwiddie County Hospital. Dinwiddie? Dinwiddie. Dinwiddle. Don't. Dinwiddie. That's ridiculous. (laughs) How could. That's silly. That's embarrassing. How could you think that? I'm sorry. I take that back. My bad. So Elizabeth slash the girlfriend is sitting in a uh, tiny little white box wearing a bathrobe mm-hmm. just uh, relaxing at a spa <laughs> um, she seems okay for now but um, she's probably infected Mulder talks to her and he wants her to tell her tell him where Paul Steve went but she doesn't want to tell him she's upset that uh, they knew all about this evil disease but didn't tell the public and um, Mulder's like yeah I know I'm upset about it too but she doesn't care she's mad she also like is wondering yeah she's like if it's true why wasn't it on TV um and that also kind of felt true to life I was like (laughs) this was me in March 2020 when I was uh in New York and I was like well they haven't like closed anything so it's probably fine right sure Turns out you can't trust that. It was not fine. (laughs) Narrator voice. It was not fine. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Hey, I mean, you didn't get infected, so. Probably not. But only by chance, I guess. I was staying in an apartment with someone who had it. Yeah. But, and I had sniffles when I got, anyway, whatever, this doesn't matter. (laughs) Um, So anyway, so yes, she's big mad, uh, rightfully. And she's like, why should I tell you the truth if you won't tell the truth? And Mulder's just like, I know. It's a truth off. Truth off. Exactly. Would she and Mulder be a good couple? They love truth. <laughs> yeah, in this particular they situation. Both love truth. I think that's this might be the only thing they have in common. Think about the truth though. <laughs> okay. Um but Mulder gets info about 
All I wrote is my bullet point that says Mulder gets the info long-haired convict is getting on a bus. <laughs> How does he get this information? Uh, oh, that was probably told, like their plan. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, and so it's time to get the, what do we call it? Diamond dogs ready Diamond dogs. to go to this bus depot. Oh, yeah. Uh, so we briefly see Paul Steve um, at the Greyhound station. He is uh, definitely infected. He's got those buboes all over his face. Um, he's buying a ticket to Toronto. The clerk doesn't report him for some ungodly reason. Even though she's visibly freaked out. Maybe it's just a pimple. It's not. I know. <laughs> she knows it's not. I know. But uh, Mulder and Hank do the old... Hey, 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 If there was something on the news about how there is a deadly disease spreading with uh-huh. uh, buboes, uh-huh. she probably would have said something. Just saying. Oh. Just saying. Oh. You got me there. All right. Mulder's right. Anyway. Point for Mulder. <laughs> Point one. Anyway, Keep sorry, track. <laughs> um... Mulder, do, Mulder and Hank do the uh, the walk and talk. Um, they're going to go to the Greyhound station. Hank wants to just uh, get uh, everybody on the horn, uh, you know, just have the Greyhound station on high alert until they can get over there. But Mulder vetoes that and he says, no, what we need is control. We got to keep this under wraps. So we're taking Mulder's point back. Oh, okay. Never mind. <laughs> he made a point, but uh, now he's not going with his instincts, so. Zero, zero. Zero, zero. Yeah. Okay. Scully got to him. I guess so. Hmm. Um, although in, I guess, Scully's defense, I feel like if they had put the Greyhound station on high alert, Paul Steve would have just, like, shot 15 people yeah, in panic. Yeah, so. it's true. So, I, I mean, it's complicated. Yeah. I get it. I get it. This is why I'm not making these decisions. Yeah, I guess not. Meanwhile... Scully and Osborne are doing their science. Uh, Osborne collapses. He's a goner. Oh. The toxins are moving into his brain, he says. He doesn't know if he has much longer. Scully's going to have to finish the test. <gasps> she takes him out into the hallway and puts him in one of those what, bubble stretcher things. Bed boxes. Bed box things. Uh, the like stretchers, hazmat stretchers or whatever. And she asks him why he confided in her. And he says, people have the right to know. And if Scully can do it, she needs to tell the public. If she doesn't, then the same thing is just going to happen over and over again. Don't believe for a second that this is an isolated incident. Mm-hmm. Yikes. <gasps> but the problem is, if her test comes back negative, um, she isn't going to have any proof. Mm-hmm. So, But if it comes back positive, she's going to die. Yep. Oof. Pretty bad. So she goes to do more science to see if she's infected. She's finally wearing gloves and a mask and goggles. A little late. Yeah. But whatever. Um, I guess, do we learn if she is infected or not? She she makes a very relieved face. Okay. So we can, That's what I thought. We okay. can infer. That's uh, showing, not telling. That's acting. Thanks, Bobby. Nice. And then we zoom in on it and it flashes on the screen like, okay, okay. Yeah. Um, but she rushes out into the hallway to tell Osborne, and he's been rolled away. He's gone. No. Poor one out. Doc Yaz. Mm-hmm. Doc Ock. Would this episode be better if he had, like, octopus arms? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Robotic octopus arms. Obviously. Yeah. Okay. Do, oh, would Doc Ock be good at hugging? Or would it be really yes. unpleasant? Would it be good? I think it would be good. Okay. Right? Probably. 
I mean, so if he, many arms. I mean, you'd have to get past his defenses and, you know, make yeah. him want to hug you. Uh, but yeah. as long as he wants to hug you, I'm going to say yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Cool. All right. I'm glad we talked about that. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> Let's go to the bus depot mm-hmm. again, where we see, like, I don't know, a 12-year-old boy or something, shaggy blonde hair. He is so pumped <laughs> to get on this greyhound. He doesn't want to say bye to his mom. No. He doesn't want to stop for one second. He wants to get on this bus mm-hmm. and be held hostage. He's ready for it. He is so excited. Uh, he reluctantly agrees to give his mom a kiss, and then he gets into the bus. He's apparently visiting his Uncle Jay. I don't know why I wrote all this down. <laughs> like it was irrelevant, <laughs> and now I'm sharing it with you guys like it's relevant. But as the kid is getting onto the bus, Paul Steve stops him and uh, asks the kid for the time. And we see that Paul Steve's wounds are just getting bigger and pulsier yeah they're pretty disgusting yeah peak disgusting oh it gets even worse though right yeah it does it does we cut again back to the uh prison they are incinerating the bodies um scully strolls in kind of looking for i guess doc osborne um the loser doctor is there they're burning all the bodies they're getting rid of evidence um scully confronts him and she's like you don't work for the cdc and he turns around and gives her an evil little look (laughs) and he's like yes (laughs) and then he evil laughs and Mm -hmm. rubs his hands together and you know all the classics Mm -hmm. But while they're having this little discussion, Scully glances down at one of the body bags, and uh, Dr. Osborne is one of the bodies. Pour one out. Oh, I'll remember they you. They killed him. They killed him. He was going to die anyway, but yeah. they didn't have to kill him. Did they kill him, or did he just die? I think the implication is they killed him. Yikes. Because he knew things. He knew too much, and he was talking. Mm-hmm. That's fair. Uh, the marshals arrive at the bus depot much more calmly than they've arrived anywhere else. <laughs> Only because they had to. Yeah, they're not happy about it. Yeah. But they're like even wearing plain clothes and stuff. Mm-hmm. Very casual. Yeah. They're still clearly marshals. <laughs> yeah. To be clear, they're not hiding that very well, but they don't actively have guns out. Uh, they are looking for the guy. They know that he bought a ticket to Toronto and that he's infected. Mulder gets a call from Skelly and she's like, I think everything here is under control. It's fine. Nothing's wrong. Um, very casual. <laughs> so that's good. And Mulder lets her know that the, uh, Paul Steve is still alive. And then she gets pretty animated and she's like, any evidence of a cover-up has been incinerated here. That man's the last evidence of this crime. If he's infected, he's going to die. But we have to get him to make a statement. Mm-hmm. Blah, blah, blah. Now that she knows. And she says it in that tone of voice. Yeah. Mulder, come on. But so Mulder hangs up. Um, the marshals go sneaking around in the bus station. Um, they find out what bus uh, Paul Steve is on. And then they sneakily start evacuating everybody else from the other buses. Um, while they do this, they kind of sneak around. (laughs) They, uh, climb on top of buses. They're rolling under buses. They got their guns out again. Diamond dogs. Diamond dogs at work. They're also wearing Marshall jackets now. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if they like had them in their pockets or if they were wearing inside out. That'd be so funny. (gasps) If it was like a plaid, like Delete Trading Company shirt on one side. That's good. 
Okay, but no, no it's <laughs> no, a reversible no. jacket. On one side, it's okay. just their regular uh, Marshall jacket or whatever okay. for when okay. they're on the job. When they're off the job, when they're heading to the bowling league, they flip it around. Diamond dogs, yes. they're dazzled. Oh my god, <laughs> matching dress. Yes. Right? I love... Do you think they all live together? Like yes. in a dorm? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> right? I love the Diamond Dogs. I love Do these. they have a chant that they say? Mm, probably. Oh. I'm not good at chanting, so I feel like I yeah. can't come up with one, but yes, they do. Yeah. yeah. Uh, write in for our... Uh, by December 5th <laughs> with your Diamond Dog chant. Please. We Let would us love know. It. Yeah. Oof. Wow. They probably have like a special little handshake that they do to like you know rile themselves up before they go in it's like on a darker note these would be like the people in the shield but because it's a dumb episode (laughs) it doesn't matter so they're just delightful instead but they're clearly covering up crimes that they're doing yeah let's just say that 100 percent. they're bad men but they're very fun to watch but they have matching jackets so they have matching jackets and they're reversible to bowling Mm -hmm. amazing Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. okay um so yeah they're being really dramatic it's very funny um they're about to roll in and um you know go in guns a blazing as they are wont to do but Mulder convinces hank that no um let me get on the bus i can do it quietly and uh we can avoid a uh, a panic mm-hmm. and so hank gives him a, a look of admiration he's like i like your gumption kid go I guess ahead you're all right <laughs> yeah i guess Mulder is probably younger than him huh I was going to be like kid, yeah. but like, yeah, he clearly He's is like, like 10 or at least 15, 15, 20 years younger. Yeah. So cool. Yeah. So Mulder gets on the bus. He's being very sneaky. Um, he talks to the bus driver very quietly. He's like, have you seen this guy on the bus? And then the driver like turns around. He's like, yeah, that's him right there. <laughs> I love this driver. He's got the makings of a marshal, if you know what I mean. For sure. I have exciting news about this driver uh, later on. We'll get to it. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Just really ruining it for Mulder. Love this Um, guy. And so. And almost getting a kid killed. Yeah. So Paul Steve immediately grabs the kid as a hostage because he knows that he's been Mm -hmm. caught. I'm like, dude, (laughs) driver. He's got a schedule to keep, though. He wants to get this wrapped up quickly. Mm -hmm. Uh, So. That's bad. Um, it's so. This is the worst scene. It's it's always gross. Yep. But his like big white <laughs> pustule is just pulsating right next to the kid's face. Yeah, it's disgusting. It's really he's just nasty. like rubbing his pus all over this kid. Ugh. I hate it so much. <laughs> um. So you know they have the little talk where Mulder's like, "You got to give up. There's marshals everywhere. You're not going to be able to get out of this." And the convict is like, "Nope, I'm not going to do it. I've got a kid, whatever." Blah blah blah. So Mulder gives uh Paul Steve information about the infection. Um and they they kind of are able to clear the rest of the bus while Mulder like walks towards him slowly. Mm-hmm. And uh you know, they talk about like the package that started all of this. For some reason, Paul Steve knows about the package. I don't know. I he was clearing Bobby's room. I guess, yeah. Oh, was the package still in there? I assume. Hmm. Was it still pulsating? Is that how they got infected? Maybe. Hmm. Probably. But then how did yes. everyone else get infected? I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> anyway, so um, so it seems like maybe he'll actually give a statement, potentially. Yeah. Like, maybe he'll... It's like talking him down. ...team up with Mulder and Skelly to take down mm-hmm. Pink Pharmaceuticals. 
Uh, and then suddenly he gets shot through the window oh. of the bus and Paul Steve is no more. Oh. He also knew too much. Yep. And then the uh, hazmat guys, I guess the pink pharma guys, uh, as we've learned, arrive on the scene and cart Paul Steve away. So it's all over. Cover up continues. I guess. When mm. isn't it continuing? Tell me about it. Mm-hmm. Mm. So I guess that's it. We cut back to uh, Mulder uh, in Skinner's office. He's kind of debriefing him, um, just telling him what happened and all of that. And then Skinner's like, Mulder, what's going on? I'm scared. Why are you reporting what you did on the job to me, your boss, like you're supposed to? What's what's happening? Normally you don't do this. Yeah. Is something wrong? He's really scared. Yeah. It's upsetting. I mean, whew. Mm-hmm. Um, so Mulder is saying, you know, his, the company line that he agrees with his company line, not anyone, Mulder LLC's company line, (laughs) which is that they need to release this information to the public. And Skinner says, Hey, that's not a good idea. And then Scully arrives. (laughs) She, um, she tells Mulder and Skinner about the, the identical names from mm-hmm. the missing entomologist and the original prisoner and how that was all designed by Pink Pharma so that they could pretend like it was all a postal error. Yep. Uh, they thought of everything. My God. Mm-hmm. So that is why the X-Files were given the assignment, I guess. I don't know. Mulder's like, is this why you assigned it to us? Even if we found out the truth, we'd be discredited as part of it. Yep. I don't know. Is that what Skinner did? I guess. Well, I don't think that Skinner wanted to. I think mm. Cigarette Smoking Man told him to do it. I'm sick of that guy. I know, right? Sick of dink. I don't know why Skinner listens to him. I know. He's just such a good kisser. <laughs> Skinner can't say no. I don't know how to quit you. He's, there's no way. Absolutely There's not. no way. His lips just like become <laughs> stone. Instantly. Yeah. And he probably smells like cigarettes all the time. His breath is just, Does oh my God. he brush his teeth? Sometimes, maybe, when <laughs> he remembers. <laughs> so Mulder's really upset that Skinner betrayed him. He's like, what side are you really on? Mm-hmm. He's really sad. Um, and then Skinner's like, I'm on the line that you keep crossing, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty cool. He's been practicing that. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Um, so, but whatever, they scuffle for a little longer, but Skinner's not budging, Mulder's not budging, you know, whatever. They're not getting anywhere, so. Mm. Mulder and Scully leave, and right before they leave the room, Skinner's like, Mulder, uh, I'm saying this as a friend. Watch your back. This is just the beginning. Bum, bum, bum. Oh my god. Does he know that we're almost at the end of the season? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Like he can time. tell. Yeah. yeah. It's like I can sense it, man. Mm-hmm. I can sense it. I feel like this happened at the... Didn't this happen um, at close to the end of season one? Yeah. There's like... The book were like standing outside yeah. FBI headquarters and they're like... Everything's like about to everything's change. About to- <laughs> everything's about to change, isn't it, Mulder? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very good. They can... They're on a cycle. They're like, all right, it's time. Yeah. It's the time in the year when things happen. <laughs> I, can, I can tell, you know, it gets to the <laughs> spring or whatever yeah. and it's time. Um, I did like the ending music sting is like very dramatic and there's like a thumping drum. Mm-hmm. Very good. Yeah, there was a I was into whatever was going on in the music in this episode. Yeah. And the zooming. Thanks, Mark. Oof. Thanks, Bobby. 
Do we have a silly offensive nickname for Mark Snow? We don't, but mm. I think we need one. Okay. Marky Snow. That's it's done. It's too easy. It's too easy. <laughs> it's embarrassing. I'm sorry. It's just something with John Snow, Mark Snow. I don't think there is. John Mark. John Mark. Mark is nothing. Mark Stark. That is <laughs> Mark Stark. It's not really anything. No. We'll work on it. We'll work on it. Okay. If okay. you have any suggestions for Mark Snow's stupid nickname, write in. SkellyNationPod at gmail.com. There you go. All, All right. right. <laughs> Let's move on to the crew. So the producers were apparently worried about releasing this episode at the same time as um, a movie that was called Outbreak that was in theaters. It was like a, a an infection spreading in a small California town. Um, it was like Dustin Hoffman, Rene Russo, Morgan Freeman. Never heard of it. Hmm. But it was like out in theaters at the same time. And they're like, is it too similar? But they went ahead with it anyway. What? I mean... Okay, I guess that it wasn't the exact same time, but I mean, ice was just the thing. Are they suddenly yeah. worried about? I think it was just because it was at the same time. Okay. It was like in theaters when the episode would air. Oh, okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Hmm. Um, yeah, so that happened. And then, of course, uh, our man, Toby Lindala very involved in this episode, hey. obviously. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Who else? could bring this to us this d- disgusting nightmare <laughs> nightmare um so he was responsible for the exploding pustules um they had like the sores were connected to tubing that would explode on demand <laughs> he was actually when they during the the bus scene toby was actually there he was like crammed under the seat with the tubing and everything and like extras were stepping on his head and everything oh so <laughs> toby yeah Yikes. Um, but that's, you know, that's dedication. That's Toby. You that's know? the Toby style. What is the Toby style? Um, he'll let anybody step on his head. I've stepped on Toby Lindella's head. I mean, maybe Which is you weird. would know. Yeah, exactly. He had like, uh, you know, he's in disguise. He's always in disguise as a step. <laughs> yeah. He just loves it. Exactly. It's weird, but he can do it because <clears throat> practical effects. Mm-hmm. And I think we should let him yeah. do anything he wants. It's his life. Yeah. Uh, so the Lower Seymour Conservation Forest was used as the set for the Costa Rican uh, rainforest. It was the same place they used uh, for Puerto Rico in mm-hmm. Little Green Men. Mm-hmm. You, you can see the uh, pine trees in the background, but yeah. uh, that's okay. You know though. they're doing their best. They have some ferns in the foreground. Yeah, exactly. They yeah. went to uh, Bachman's and bought a fern. Yeah, for but. sure. Um, so the gas station and the bus station are the same set. Just a redecorated car dealership. Mm. It was like a pretty cavernous, the the bus station at least. It was like a pretty big uh, space. Yeah, it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the most important uh, trivia fact, so the bus driver, um, you might recognize him because he also played our beloved, our only deputy squint from <gasps> Fallen Angel. Deputy squint. Yeah, it was oh the same my God. guy. Same guy. You could tell. You can feel it in his heart. He's got that energy he of um, whatever the opposite of subtlety is. <laughs> I don't know. Amazing. But yeah. I love Deputy Squint. I know. Was he squinting when he pointed at the at Paul <laughs> Steve? I don't remember. I don't think he was, but I like, I'll just imagine he was yeah. in my heart of hearts. He's always squinting in my 
in my brain. Yeah, of course. Man. Mm-hmm. Love him. <laughs> Beautiful. Um, also, the uh, gas station attendant that got carted away by the hazmat guys, he was actually a PA on the show, and the part was written specifically for him. Oh, there so, you go. That's fun. Get him a SAG card. I guess. Um, and I just liked this little quote. So, um, the producer R.W. Goodwin was saying that he knew that he was really working on the X Files when he was on set, and he heard Rob Bowman saying, uh, "I need the pus to go from left to right." Ew. <laughs> you know? Yeah, that he's feels like, right. yeah, yeah. this is the X Files. This never happens on Dawson's Creek. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. So. That's all I got. Well, thank you for sharing. Mm-hmm. I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. You're welcome. I feel like I don't tell you that enough. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. It's my job. <gasps> You're getting paid the big bucks. I'm not. <laughs> well, once we make our, what was it? Um, we're all dorks in the sunlight <laughs> merchandise. Uh, are, something like that. Yeah. Anyway, whatever. <laughs> we'll be making millions. Millions off of those shirts. <laughs> Everybody well, on earth. I think we come up with a, a better uh, merchandising opportunity. Mm-hmm. The Diamond Dogs jacket. Oh, yeah. That's better. Anyone would wear that. Yeah. That's so true. A reversible. How much would it cost to get reversible <laughs> U.S. Marshall Diamond Dogs jackets printed? A lot. And is it worth it? This is our $150 <laughs> merchandise for our podcast. <laughs> I would, uh, you know. But it's high quality. Uh I was going to say I would wear it. I don't know if I would wear it. Yeah, I don't want to wear a jacket that says U.S. Marshals, and I also don't want to wear a bowling shirt that says Diamond Dogs. Unless we're doing our live show, of course. Uh, yeah. Uh-huh. Which I assume we'll be doing. Of course, yeah. So. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll work on it. We'll ruminate. Yeah. Uh, if you have comments or questions about our merchandise, you can send us an email. Our non-existent. <laughs> For now. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, that's KellyNationPod at gmail.com by December 5th. There you go. All right. Anyway, shall we move on to our uh, next segment, Blazer Watch? Yes. Let's watch some Blazers. And I still have not done segment songs. Sorry. Well, I'll get to it. Maybe by, uh, it'll be like a season three. Yeah, it seems like we, we did the mics this season. Yeah. We can do fun bits next season. There you go. Okay. All right. So, fashion. What do we got? Um, the ill, uh, ill lucked. What's the what's the phrase? Ill faded, faded, ill faded. Bobby has like a purple devil tattoo. It's kind of fun. Is that like uh, the blue devil beer or whatever from? Gets, yeah, the other episode kind of reminded me of that. Um, we of course talked a lot about Paul, Steve, and Steve Paul. Uh, looked a lot cooler in the shadows, but he has like uh, long blonde hair, and he's like wearing Converse, and like he has like a vibe. Yeah, cooler in shadow. Yeah, um, yeah, nice. Um, later on, toward the end, when Skelly and Osborne are doing science time together. She takes off her blazer and she's wearing like a gray short sleeve knit shirt that was pretty mm-hmm. cute. I don't know. Looked good on her. It was a good look. It was she a good had look. like gloves on, short sleeve shirt. Yeah. Her necklace. Vibin'. Mm-hmm. We've got <laughs> Well do, do we want to talk about um Skinner's Yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> yeah. Um so when Mulder and the cigarette smoking man are fighting in Skinner's office, Skinner mm-hmm. is standing in the background, sort of uh, half in frame, blurry, 
and <laughs> his in fashion they talk about silhouettes mm, okay um different silhouettes are in fashion at different times all right and as you astutely pointed out uh skinner's silhouette in this moment is kylo ren <laughs> when he's shirtless <laughs> Like, it's like giant upper body, <laughs> like just kind of awkward stance, really tiny legs. <laughs> Very funny. It's so weird. Like his dress shirt is like really um, billowy and <laughs> circular for some. Like it makes his chest look circular. Yeah, it does. And then his legs look little tiny legs. <laughs> so he's like a little popsicle with a head. It's very funny it's like one of those dolls that has like the big head and like rocks forward and back like oh one God, of those things yeah. oh he doesn't normally look like that so i don't know what was happening <laughs> it's just his weird stance yeah <laughs> yeah he was standing yeah. like an idiot well his two lovers were talking and of it was course, awkward yeah, so for sure i mean i yeah, I, I sympathize yeah yeah it's fair um I just got scully heavy this week, but yeah. her outfit at the very end when she comes into Skinner's office is kind of like a light beige sort of suit and a deep red blouse. Mm-hmm. I thought it looked good. Deep red. Blood red, you might say. Ooh. Like the blood on the hands of pink pharmaceuticals. Wow. That's why go. she wore it. Probably. No. Um, I mean, I guess we've already talked about the Marshall's vibe. Yeah. Jacket, sunglasses, guns out. Constant sunglasses. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Dean Norris looking slightly younger than when he sank because he is. Yep. That's all I got. I don't uh, know. Otherwise, he had slightly more hair than in Breaking Bad. Yeah. Um, but still kind of the same guy. Still just Hank. Yeah. You know, that's okay. Still just Mr. Sex Gifts. Yeah, I have no idea. <laughs> I have no idea what his character's name was. I just called him Hank in my notes. <laughs> yeah. I called him Dean Norris, so you're yeah. one better than me. I mean, it's the same. It's all the same. Yeah. 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 Hmm. Um, I think that's all I got. That's all I got. All right. Shall we move on to FBI Do? Let's do it. The segment where we analyze the development of the romantic relationship between the Boo crew themselves by rating it on a scale mm-hmm. uh, based on the doomsday clock where 10 minutes to midnight is far from an atomic blast, far from love. Far. Zero minutes to midnight. That atomic Close. bomb of love is exploding. Yes. And because that makes no sense, we try to give <laughs> examples from the episode to give a sense of that scale. And it still doesn't make sense. And it still doesn't make sense, but it gives us a chance to riff and say silly things. <laughs> and isn't that what this podcast yeah. is all about? Yeah. So who would you say is 10 minutes to midnight in this episode? Um, Scully and the Loser Doctor. Yeah. You were not vibing. No. Yeah. That guy was a real dink. Yeah. And he killed Osborne. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Um... The kid and uh, pustules. Yeah. Not not feeling it. No. no. Well, he was, unfortunately. Well, yeah. He was feeling it with his face. Dean Norris and being calm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah there you go. Yeah. Huh. Well, who is zero minutes to midnight? I feel like I got a, we have a lot of content. Yeah. Um, we have a lot of options. So, like I said, I was feeling a little something with uh, Scully and Dr. Osborne. I don't know. They, they were connecting on a, an intellectual level. Yeah. Oh, wait. I forgot to say this in Blazer Watch, but I just liked that Dr. Osborne is another one of the um, 
bald men with glasses actors that's on the show yeah just everyone's a bald man with glasses it feels like at this point they're just doing it to hurt you specifically like how am i supposed to recognize if it's skinner or not and i know skinner was in the episode because Mm -hmm. he was in the opening credits so i was like looking for him yeah it's fine you figured it out by context. I did, but, but. <laughs> I'm not happy that they keep doing it. Where do they find all of these bald men with glasses? I don't know. I think just like on average, people were just less hot on TV in the 90s. That would probably be like healthier if we yeah. went back to that, huh? I think if so. like normal people could be on TV if again. not just like crazily ripped people on TV, you know? It's yeah. just like kind of normal looking people that for the most nice. part. Yeah. That sounds like it would be a nice change. Mm-hmm. Um, not everyone's a CW yes, show. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, I don't know. I was feeling something. Yeah. I could see that. We've also got, of course, the Marshall Polycule. Yeah. Oh, Is that, oh. That's right. Yeah. There's something going they on. They live together. Yeah. It's like, uh, they're like uh, uh, Lady Gaga's dads <gasps> in the uh, Star Wars Park. Okay. <laughs> okay. In the most recent Star Wars Born, have we talked about this on the podcast? I don't remember. I genuinely thought like not sarcastic you know we're we're riffing all the time on this i understand that the x-files is never going to have an actual queer character or if they do whatever you know how it'll be it'll be 90s tv style obviously Mulder is not supposed to be in any way interested in men scully's not supposed to be interested in women there's no tension between skin i know this I genuinely thought that in A Star is Born, they were implying that Lady Gaga's dad and his two friends were in a polycule. <laughs> like, they lived together. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. were always eating breakfast together, and they were all, like, proud of their daughter collectively. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just thought it was really cool, and I was delighted. And then I realized they were not doing that at all. Yeah. <laughs> I was sad. Oh. <sighs> but. Oh, well. But that's exactly what was going on with these uh, yes. marshals. <laughs> they all live in the same house together. Yeah. Was Lady um, Gaga's dad a retired marshal by any chance? Maybe. Mm, I don't know. Is he one of the diamond dogs? I mean, it could be. I'm maybe. just saying. It wouldn't be out of place. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. All right. It's beautiful. Do they like... I don't know. What's something married couples do? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I was going to say go to the DMV together, but that's not real. <laughs> but like, you know what I mean. Do they uh, uh, go grocery shopping, all of them at the same time? <laughs> yeah. Oh With God. their guns out, and they like <laughs> descend on the grocery store. The Aldi employees are like, "I hate it when it's Tuesday and it's the Marshall, it's the Diamond Dogs grocery shopping day." Absolutely. They break all our windows. Yeah, mm-hmm. they descend from the ceiling, Mission Impossible style. Yeah, <sighs> amazing. If they had a you know collective kid, um, mm. they would go to his uh, you know soccer <laughs> games. It would be a nightmare. Oh my God. Hustle, but it's twenty men saying it at the same time. <laughs> We're filling up the entire bleachers, <laughs> just the dads. It's kind of beautiful. I just kind of love it. I don't know. I'm into it. Yeah. All right. Yeah. That's nice. Okay. Hmm. Um, I don't know. We talked about Skinner and Mulder and the cigarette smoking man. Well, I feel like we have to fit the cigarette smoking man into this increasingly complicated. Yeah. Mulder, Skinner, Deep Throat, Mr. X, Cigarette Smoking Man (laughs) situation. Okay, so... I feel like we need a chart. Yeah, we do. I feel like... Okay. So Deep Throat and Mr. X were roommates? Yeah, they're roommates. I feel like they're not together. They're not together. But they're roommates. Deep Throat and Mulder were like... 
like a father-son thing. Yeah. We, did we ever imply that they were smooching? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not really the vibe. Yeah. Father-son, father-son. Um, Mr. X and Mulder. Yeah. Yeah. But they hate each other? Yeah. They got like a... Angry passion. Yeah, passion. Okay. Um, Skinner and Mr. X, of course. Obviously. Of course. Um, so it's like a, it's like a Mister it's like a Skinner Mister X Mulder triangle yeah and then Miss uh, Mister X and Deep Throat live together yeah and then um, Mister X and nope Deep Throat and the cigarette smoking man I don't know were they at the Applebee's who was at the Applebee's I think they were at the Applebee's okay. Is the cigarette smoking man like in a Hallmark movie where, you know, the big city lawyer evil person in the relationship that we're not supposed to like? Oh, is he that? Yeah, I think so. He's like, you know, I don't want you to be happy, Mulder. <laughs> I think so, yeah. I don't know. Is that something? But it feels like he's doing that to Skinner right now because he's always hanging out with Skinner. That's true. Yeah, like yeah. Mulder's like the the hot, fun. Yeah, the um, manic pixie dream girl. The man. <laughs> The manic pixie dream molder and uh, the cigarette smoking man is trying to keep Skinner yeah. all to himself. I think so. But Skinner's got to fly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's okay. a Gemini. Yeah. Exactly. You can't mm-hmm. lock down a Gemini. No. No, no, no. He's, he's partying every weekend. Yeah. And most weeknights. Mm-hmm. Hmm. This is a complicated situation. Yeah, it is. It is. <laughs> Have we seen Mr. X and the cigarette smoking man interact? No. How would they do? I feel like they would get along. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Potentially. Maybe. Which I don't like, but... They're both crabby uh, fellows. Yeah. 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 Maybe. We'll keep, we'll keep an eye on it. I'm know. assuming they meet at some point. Yeah. Or they... I'm sure they know each other. Who knows? Well. Who knows? They're at the Friendsgivings, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> the Skinner hosts. Yes. Yeah. I just have written down... Um, if we're not careful, this polycule is going to spread and take over the entire city of Vancouver. <laughs> it's getting a little insane. I mean, yeah. Do we count Skelly as being involved just because she's with Mulder? Is she, I like, feel like Mulder and Skelly. I feel like she's totally separate from. Like, of yeah. course, Mulder and Skelly are together, but yeah. that's like it's separate from this whole because it's real insane situation. <laughs> yes. How does Mulder have the time? This is what I'm... I don't understand about any polycule, frankly. I'm just impressed. Mm -hmm, Yeah. Like, the scheduling alone. Is there, like, a project manager for this polycule? And which one would it be of Deep Throat. I mean, it would have been Deep Throat, but he's dead. Or Skinner? (gasps) No, no. Skinner's Skinner's too Does Skinner make his, like, FBI assistant receptionist do this? Because we've seen her before. Maybe. I don't know. Does she have to deal with Skinner's polycule? Probably. Is she involved? Maybe. Probably not. Yeah, are there any women in this? There's um, not a lot of women in the X-Files, yeah. so that's the problem. <laughs> we're a little hampered. Yeah. <laughs> there would be if there were, you know, characters. Yeah. Maybe one day. Yeah. Huh. Anyway, where did the Boo Crew fall on the scale? <laughs> I forget what we were talking yeah, about. We were, in, we're still in FBI do. Uh. Um, this is, I think, one that for the books that we talked about last week where it's just irrelevant. I don't know. There's nothing. Yeah. In- Irrelevant. Yeah. It, irrelevant. Okay. Well, do we we have to have like a fun a fun way to put that though. Ir- irrelevant isn't fun. Hmm. Uh, We're giving them a scale of. Is, I, do we need like four quadrants and <laughs> it's like zero to ten? 
<laughs> minutes for minutes. So complicated. And the other one is like, no, how close they no. are to the blast. <laughs> no. <laughs> we have to release a chart on our social oh media my God. every time. All right. Yep. Uh, no, absolutely <laughs> not. Is there a Z axis? Um, we could we could give them a grade mm-hmm. of busy. I don't know. We could um, what's okay? So we've got zero minutes to midnight, ten minutes to midnight. Is there something like they're they're not on the planet, so they don't have to worry about the atomic blast? Hmm. Like on the on the moon, yeah, safe on the moon. They're safe on the moon. <laughs> safe on the moon. They're safe on the moon with Ben Franklin. Okay, <laughs> he's just looking at him with his yeah, eyes for sure. Uh, we haven't seen Ben Franklin in a while. No, we haven't. I've missed him. Yeah. Hmm. All right. Anyway, okay. <laughs> what was your uh, favorite scene or moment from this episode? Um, I mean, it's got to be. The mold, the the marshals rolling oh. up on the scene oh, at yeah. the gas station, right? It's so funny. It was hysterical. I, I mean, it's absurd. Yeah, it's just, it wasn't supposed to be funny. I feel like we yeah. have to. It was it was not intended to be comical. Were they driving down the entire highway with their guns hanging yeah. out of the windows? Yeah, 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 hundred percent. I love them. <laughs> They're horrible. Yeah, that was my favorite too. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Um, just like this, I guess, just in general, special effects, super gross. Thanks, Toby. Effective. Yeah. Freaked me out. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Um, all right. Well, I think it's time to wrap this up. Uh, and to do that, we kind of consider the whole episode and we give it a rating mm-hmm. out of uh, the scale is zero to five alien head emojis. Uh, what do you give it out of that on that scale? Um, well, I think this, since we're watching it now, it's like accidentally relevant. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> so it is. I don't know. So I feel like it. It's um slightly better than it would have been just because it's now relevant. Mm-hmm. But it's like a good episode. It's creepy. Um, gross special effects. Um, love love the marshals. A uh, lot going on. It's like a middle of the road, like a like a three. I'll give it a three. Three alien head emojis. Out of five. Out of five. That's beautiful. Yeah. yeah. I I mean I was intrigued by the theme of, you know, avoiding mass panic versus telling people the truth and giving them the tools to uh protect themselves. Mm-hmm. Um and which which you choose, what you do, what information you release, whatever. I don't know that they dove into it as much as I would have liked. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't know. What did did the episode really come down on any side or say anything about it? Not really. Yeah. No. I mean, I guess at the bus depot they choose to not release information, and yes. that more or less works. So maybe that's. I don't know. Yeah. But the molder's still hard on the... Whatever. So anyway, so it was, uh, you know, an intriguing thing. Like you say, relevant now um, in a way that it maybe wasn't when it came out. Yeah. Although I hear there was a pretty similar movie that came out around oh. the same time. My favorite film, Outbreak, yeah. you mean? Yeah. Yeah. Just like Contagion. <laughs> um, and the fact that they were using prisoners as, like, guinea pigs felt a little 
horrifyingly realistic. Mm-hmm. Um, not to say that people, guinea pig isn't quite the right phrase to use for what's been happening in COVID, but certainly that prisoners have been uh, dehumanized and uh, not given proper care and ability to mm-hmm. um, quarantine and have PPE and things like that. So that feels realistic as well. Uh, however, I don't know. This didn't totally gel for me. I felt like the tone was off. They were going for serious. What are you talking about? They hit silly. Um, I was kind of bummed about the minimal Scully Mulder interactions. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I get that they had their things going on, but I don't know. I feel like there also wasn't like, I would have liked to see more concern. Um, like when Scully was maybe yeah. going to die. Mm-hmm. She like just didn't mention it to Mulder. She just didn't tell him. I don't know. I mean, I think it would have been kind of interesting to see him like break down. I guess I just want him to be sad. Aww. A little sadness. Okay. <laughs> All right. So I don't know. Totally, it didn't totally gel for me. I gave it 2.5 right. out of 5. Fair enough. It's fine. Yeah. Hmm. Middle of the road. A middle of the road episode. But That's uh, what I say. And oh. my name's Tom Jode. <laughs> and I say it every day. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, Hank. Yeah, Hank. Yeah, Hank. That's a good point. <laughs> Hank is in it. Oh, I mean, it's a five out of five. <laughs> You're right. Okay, all right. Dean Norris. Dean, it's hard to chant that. Dean, Dean Norris. Norris. Dean Norris. Dean Norris. Dean Norris. Dean Norris. Yeah. Mm. Anyway. Anyway. Not a name to be chanted. But to be whispered reverently <laughs> at a church. I don't know. What, yeah. what, what are we saying? Talking? I don't know. Anyway, so that's that. That's the episode. That's F Emasculata. That's it. <clears throat> Next week, uh, we will be talking about season two, episode 23, Soft Light. It's a monster of the week. And like Dean Norris called him into existence. It's time for our boy. He's coming? He is coming. Oh, my God. Don't get too excited because it's not like his greatest episode ever. But um, it's his first, and there will be more to come. We're talking Vince Gilligan of Breaking Bad fame. Yes. And X-Files fame, I guess. And X-Files fame. The writer, the legend, the mustache. I feel like we haven't talked that much about Breaking Bad on this show. Not as much as we will, I assume. Yeah. It'll come up. Hmm. I'm a, you know, bad head? Bad head. Yeah. 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 Right? Yeah, yeah. That's it? Mm-hmm. It's great. I love Real it. bad heads on the show. <laughs> that's what I, that's what I say about myself, because I'm so cool. No, you're not. If I was in the shadow, would I look cooler? Maybe. Okay. If you were wearing a Diamond Dogs bowling shirt. <laughs> what color? Because for some reason I was imagining them as pink. Yeah, I, I like don't that. know why. I was thinking like, I was kind of thinking like maroon and gold. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That's good. I don't know. Pink is also good. That makes more sense. I don't know why pink was coming to mind. Eh, It's also, you know. Yeah. It could be the lettering Diamond Dogs is pink. Hey, there you go. (laughs) I love it. I don't know. Bedazzled. Yes. Of course. Please. Duh. (laughs) Duh. Do they all have their own bowling balls, like custom made? I hope so. Nice. Or or is it funnier if they all share one? <gasps> oh, <laughs> I don't yeah, know. That's very good. What well, if they did get one custom made because the, all their hands are identical sizes? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, yeah, maybe, maybe. Hmm. 
Or like it's got like there's always like a couple different ways that you can do it. Oh. So there's like uh, customized like holes for all the 20 different men. Oh, this is a horrifying ball. <laughs> I'm imagining it's just full of holes. Yep. Would that mess with the aerodynamics? Probably. Hmm. But they've learned to work around it because that's love. Nice. You know? I feel like they would all be really bad. I feel like they would bowl <laughs> and they would get like 20. Yeah. But I don't know. <laughs> Probably. But no one messes with them because they have mm-hmm. their guns out at the bowling alley. <laughs> yep. Yeah. 100%. Oof. Man. All right. Anyway, um, would they, okay, <laughs> would, they, would they, like, if they missed, you know, they did their two and they didn't get mm-hmm. all of the pins, would they, like, jump onto the lane and, and slide down it, shooting at the, <laughs> the remaining pins until they knock them? Yes. Okay. Yes, they would. Okay. Yes. That's messed up. <laughs> anyway, okay, I'm done now. Okay. Uh, it's your turn. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, my God. Now I'm, I'm just done. sitting here waiting for no, you. No, I'm done. Uh, we've said it a few times this episode, but if you would like to send us an email or follow us on social media to get fun updates on when episodes are released, which is every Tuesday, you can send us a question at skellynationpod at gmail.com, or you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at skellynationpod. And again, if you want to be included in our season two wrap up episode, please send us your questions and comments by December 5th. 2021 yes. or segment suggestions or segment suggestions or um, diamond dogs chance or diamond Do- yeah please or uh, thoughts on the skinner uh molder mr x deep throat <laughs> cigarette smoking man polycule you know it's we we need to make a chart yeah it's getting crazy oh yeah yeah all I'll, right you know i'll write that down <laughs> okay i'll make a chart okay all right so did you say december 5th Oh, dead. I'm, I'm dead. saying it again. December 5th. December right. 5th. And uh, our intro and outro music was by Groovemaster Putz, and you can get his music on Bandcamp. Also, if you are enjoying our show, which I c- can't imagine that you're not, who doesn't love the Diamond Dogs, uh, please give us a, a rating and a review on your podcatcher of choice and tell your friends, your family, and your bowling league about the pod. Hell yeah. Spread the word. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. I've been your host, Amanda. And I have been Ella. And remember, trust no one except for us. Wish I could have done a Diamond Dogs channel, but we don't have one. Next time.